minutes remaining. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Happy. Today is Sunday, August 13th, 2023. I'm Allison Burns. I'm Lulu Picard. And whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. Yes, and you can be there for us by signing up for the newsletter. Just do it at the website, 10kdollarday.com. You click that button, newsletter, once a week. Something that we put together with our very own hands comes right into your inbox. So check it out. Yeah. All right. What you got for us to check out? Well, speaking of being written by our very own hands. Um, so chat GPT, right? Yeah. And like all those AI chatbots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the school season is starting and professors and teachers are really worried about all of this. Oh. So if you are a student, you should just be aware that people, teachers are really trying to figure out how to make new kinds of tests that are AI proof. Oh, interesting. Where you can't just like clearly cut and paste something that, that would require either more, you know, tactile things or, yeah. or whatever. And that's interesting to me because, you know, I teach college and so our our final projects are always, you know, I always try to make sure it's something that I can tell that they put their hands on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that they like physically did or they, they they actually put together. But I can imagine if you were like a history professor. Oh, right. You're, yeah. you're, you're in college. You're not asking these kids to make dioramas anymore, right? Like, yeah. it's got to be a paper. How do you write a question that you know you can't type into something? Because these, have you played with these AIs yet? Oh, yes. The chat ones? Yep. Yeah. And you're you're like, tell me a story about a princess and a frog who drinks motor oil. Yeah. And it'll be like, once upon a time, there was a, I mean, it's like a full. Oh, it's insane. It actually has helped me in the, in the field I'm in now as like a company manager, though, I will have to say I've used it a few times just to get me started on like, if I have to let someone go like that kind of, that's so smart. Yeah. Something where just like, I need a little bit more of a professional edge (laughs) and I haven't always been in that, you know, mindset before. So like it kind of gets me started and I never take it verbatim, but I always get ideas from it. And I do have to say like, but here's the thing, how would they know? Like, is that what they're trying to track? Yeah. I don't even know how you would know though. Well, I think part of it is you can, no, this, this puts a lot of work on the professors. Yeah. That they don't have time to do. Do you know what I'm telling you right now? They don't get paid enough to do this. But you could get to know, like, you could get to know a kid's writing well enough to know if the final was still in their same voice. Yeah. I guess. But what if the kid starts using it from the very beginning? Right. Now, first of all, if you're in college and you're listening to this, you're like, right, I could do that. That's a waste <laughs> of your money. Don't do that. You're in college right. to learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, get your, get your learning. But, yeah, it just seems really hard. They're saying that writing assignments are going to be more personalized to encourage encourage students to write about their own experiences and opinions and perspectives because that's stuff I guess the AIs can't do. Yeah, it would. That is very true. And that's what I mean when like I take ideas, but anytime that I read those AIs, it's never, it doesn't sound personal at all. It's so generic. So I do think you definitely can tell. Yeah. You know, when my boss has sent me things, I'm like, you didn't write that. (laughs) <laughs> and I wonder if they're going to go back, you know, I went, cause I went to college, college, right. 
Yeah. And we had blue books, which you probably didn't have at AMBA. No. Does that mean anything to you? No, it doesn't. So a blue book, you and you had to go get them like at the school bookstore, and they were these disposable-ish. So they were just a notebook that you literally would do your final exam in. And it was a plain, or maybe the teacher would give it to you. I don't remember, but it was a basically a bound set of lined paper that you would write your essay question in, in class. Like you had to write it in class and turn it in, in the blue book. Okay. So shortly after I left college, the digital age started happening. And then Mm -hmm. I think at that point people were typing their papers more and like, but we, I, I came up probably in the last group of people that had to sit and write out by hand our final exams in the room with the teacher there. Oh, wow. But now that I think about it, I'm like, but that's foolproof. Yeah. Five minutes if remaining. you just have yourself in your hand and a notebook. Right. Then I know it's coming out of your brain. Right. So yeah. be aware, kids, we might be going back to it. I know. I know. But I do think it's important because I mean that you learn differently and I, I don't know, like I get there's so many more things to pull from. Even like the calculators are smarter. Do you know what I mean? There's so many things you can use, but I agree with you about you learn differently. I, I have a, you know, as I teach, especially in college, I have this rule that they have to like take notes by hand unless, unless they have some sort of like disability where they can't. Right. Oh, right, right, right. And they're always like, why would I have to do that? And I'm like, because when you take notes on a computer, you can only write in one, like in general, you're writing in one line. Yeah. Right. Like you're writing like, like in a word processor. Right. But when you take notes with your hands and your pencil, whatever. Yeah. You can, you could organize your information visually in a different way. Yeah. You can write this fact down here to mm-hmm. sort it, you know, and like spatially sort things. So I think it's really important. Yeah. To, I agree. To do things tactilely. I mean, things have changed. So I get it. But because like Emma had no idea how to write a check, but I remember learning how to do that in school. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, and, and there's certain things that, that they'll never have to do. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's okay. But I think that when you process all of your information on a computer, right. You're only thinking left to right words. Right. Yep. You're yeah. never like drawing a circle around something and drawing an arrow to it. And then, you know, like it's yeah. just a different way of playing with your brain. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Speaking of what should we talk about? Let's go to here. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to tell you about this new cuisine in Japan. You're going to have a feeling about it because we live in America. Okay. And we're both going to feel like, should we have that feeling about it? So bugs are making a comeback on Japanese menus. We're talking, uh we're talking silkworm sashimi, cricket curry. We're talking like real bug cuisine. It's actually called entomophagy. Entomophagy. That is eating insects. Mm -hmm. And bugs are, people are trying to get people to eat more bugs. You know that. Yeah. We've talked about that because I've made you do it. (laughs) That's true. That's true because it's, it's high protein content. Right. They're very cheap to find and eat and create or whatever, whatever. 
Uh, grasshoppers and silkworms and wasps are traditional foods in many Two landlocked regions rain. where meat and fish are scarce. Yeah. So they know that we can do it. Yeah, exactly. We just have a thought, a thought about it, right? Yeah. Um, so we've eaten the like freeze dried crickets. Ha ha ha. We're eating crickets. Right. <laughs> Would you go eat a real meal where your sustenance for that meal was coming from bugs? It depends at a, on the at a context restaurant. at a at restaurant. A, like I'm ordering it. Yeah. But we're at a restaurant where that's, you know, that's what they make. Like they specialize in it. I think I, I would try it. I think there would be some things that were hard to do, especially if I saw these are all dead, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. But I think if I saw like wings or eyes, stuff like that, that could get stuck in my teeth, I might have a little bit of a, mm. but with that said, um, I know that there are communities in the world that do this all the time. So part of me is like, okay, I can do that too. Right. Like we yeah. humans can and find it delicious. Right. If you're raised on it. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, people from those countries are going to come over here and have a Totino's pizza and be like, this is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever had in my life. So true. They're going to be like, this is styrofoam. This is styrofoam and preservatives and chemicals. So what are you putting in your body? And I'm like, Totino's pizza. I know. Listen, there are YouTube that we have 30 seconds left, but there are YouTube channels where they will have people from other countries try other countries' food. It's fascinating because some people, like the things that we think are so good, they're like, what is this fake? Like, oh, yeah, it's so funny. Like a host of snowballs. Six. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's just layers of processed chemicals. 